1: you
0: I'm not saying that's good or bad. But yeah, there are a lot of yeah, hands I'm I'm pretty <laughs> anima- I'm pretty animated. Uh, I call that passion. I, I I remember when we were campaigning in Texas, <laughs> someone pulled me aside and he said, "Hey, I just want to give you some, some free advice. You move around too much when when you talk." Yeah. Um, I am who I am.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and and I really do think that we all want to get past the pettiness, um, the personal attacks. I am what I am, and what he am is gorgeous. <laughs> So the New, Re- the New Republic, which is a, a thinking man's lefty publication, put out an article on Friday, the day of Beto's announcement. It was fairly critical of him. The per- day I will celebrate as a holiday for the rest of my life. Because Beto got to on my announcement. on North's. <laughs> So I'm being led to believe by the mainstream media that they're just so in love with Beto and can't wow. wait. because they're Top tier, Jack. Top what? tier in polling. Top tier fundraising. Well, remember, they covered him on uh, MSNBC and CNN wall-to-wall standing on the coffee table there in Iowa. The top whole thing. tier Google searches? The profound emptiness. The, yeah, the, the, the search is probably, what the hell, who the hell is this guy, and why are people paying attention to him? From the New Republic, the profound emptiness of Beto O'Rourke. What his months-long tease about a presidential run tells us about his candidacy and his character. And this is from the smart progressives, all right? Some have compared him to Barack Obama, with whom he shares a message of optimism and unity. But the comparisons end there. He has all of Obama's self-assurance with none of his intellectual fortitude, inspirational biography, or oratory power. His rhetoric is is as empty as his platforms. Okay? Spending one's 20s as an aimless musician, as O'Rourke constantly reminds us, is hardly the stuff of dreams of my father. Which is a decent point. Yeah, I don't think it's an indictment of a guy, but... Um, but you got to have something. Yeah. Barack Obama did write a book, and t- his community organizing thing, he spent a lot of time walking around poor communities, talking to people about issues, trying to organize, trying to do stuff. Right. That is a different thing than saying, I was in a rock band. Yes. And got a DUI once. Right. And so now why do you want to be president or exactly what's going on there? I probably heard five times that he'd been arrested for burglary as a young man. NPR NPR is now uh, calling it arrested for trespassing. He trespassed in a locked building that he and his buddy broke into at night. Trespassing. How do you like that? Charges were dropped. Now, that might be a white privilege thing, which he speaks about over the weekend. Well, or his dad was powerful in local politics. That's what I mean. My dad was not. I was a white kid. I'd have been busted for burglary. Um, Also, getting hit from the left, the New York Times with a uh, a column. In Beto O'Rourke's announcement, his wife's silence stands out. Beto O'Rourke being beaten up for the fact that he uh, did a three-minute announcement with his wife sitting next to him on the couch, and she never spoke. I didn't notice. I don't care. The only I'm, thing that bothered me about that video I saw it was she gazed lovingly at him the entire time. She never turned toward the camera. It's like, uh, hey, lady, we're over here. I'm not into the whole spouse thing, but this. <laughs> no, gets, me neither. What this, does that have to do with anything? This gets to a little bit of the you know left eating their own because there's just there's no way you can check all the boxes, right? There's nobody can check all the boxes. No. Um uh, That's why I enjoy this stuff so much. So the New York Times with a column over the weekend, one of their columnists in this I'm so sick of wives being forced to silently gaze. Well, I even include her. When I run for president, my husband will be in the background feeding our cats. <laughs> Which uh, is yeah. Well, yeah, he could add a brilliant rollout like uh, Elizabeth Warren, where she uh, she was joined by her husband there in the kitchen. Thanks for being here, honey. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> <Nighty>
2: <laughs> <wanders out again. laughs>
0: Thanks for being here. I live here, you, you what are you doing? You dingbat. Um, and then I mentioned that Slate Magazine also had a uh, I don't have their headline in front of me, but it was the there's it was a there's no there there headline. Mm. Um, to his candidacy, I was misled by the mainstream media that he was a th- that he was going to be a thing. I guess I'm wrong. And then I, as I mentioned, I talked to a college kid. I won't mention oh. who they are. <laughs> Here's your Slate headline. Beto 2020 has no reason to exist. Exactly. <laughs> and he doesn't. He has absolutely no answer for anything. Uh, and on the, the talk show roundtables yesterday, they said you can maybe pull that off in your first couple of days. But you get a couple of weeks into this and you still, you, you still have no answer for anything. Are you for or against impeachment? Do you support or don't you support the Green Deal? Do you really want to tear down all the border walls? Yeah, what's your position? You, you, at some point, you probably are going to have to take well, some position he, on this. You will, and it'll be fun to watch. But anyway, you're saying you're, you're college uh, friend. There. I talked to a young person in college who I thought would be just very enthused about Beto on the Davis announcement and said, oh, please, what a fraud. <laughs> so Wow. Yeah. It's, now. There weren't people saying that about Obama when he got in. I, is he, in she, the, or the, it in the energetic part oh, of no. the left? The inner, the, the college kids, the New Republic, the Slate magazine—they weren't saying, "Oh, please, what a fraud about Obama when he got it." You might have had Republicans saying that yeah. he's never accomplished anything, which, you know, politically speaking, was true. But, um, uh, yeah, n- no, not on the left, certainly. So, uh, uh, is it possible he, she, or it who you spoke to is a big fan of say, I don't know, Bernie, and just doesn't want anybody? To get in Bernie's way. You know? When, I think you, they're pretty the same typical. Way if you're really a Scott Walker guy, you're putting down Marco Rubio. No, they, they the don't day. they don't have a horse in the race at this point, but okay. the, I think the, I think this person's fairly typical of the young this person canvassed for Bernie Sanders the last time around. I think this is pretty typical of the young energetic progressives. My my view of these two magazine headlines and and talking to one person. He does not have the backing of that crowd, and you're not going to get the nomination without the backing of that crowd. It just ain't going to happen. I can't remember which of the dim-witted news so channels I was done. listening to on the way in this morning, but uh, they were talking in adoring terms about his fundraising and his Google searches, clearly in the top tier. Oh, no doubt. And, he, yeah, he did raise more money than anybody's ever raised in the first 24 hours. Right. Uh, I was happy to see that there are thinking progressives who looked at that magazine cover and said, and what? So are you for relieving college debt? Or, I mean, you're standing on a dirt road with your hands in your pockets. I don't know. And on Labrador Retriever, (laughs) looking very, very wholesome and handsome. So I'm glad there's a little more, uh, I don't know, intellectual something or other going on. Yeah, in Canada. And I I thought maybe we had gotten so shallow that just, you know, you launch and Vanity Fair does some Annie Leibovitz cool shots of you and you don't ever need to take a position and that would work. Well, it ain't over yet. True. Hang on now. (laughs) Hang on. There's still time for shallow to triumph. We'll have to see. On the other hand, one of the delights of the whole Trump run. And listen, I'm not going to deny it. I was pretty harshly critical of Trump. Um I said I would running. eat my truck if he was ever the nominee let alone the president. Well right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Truck-eating son of a gun. Anyway, so um, I thought his chances were before he before he ever ran. But it was de- absolutely delightful to see the conventional media wisdom uh, knocked over over and over and over sure. again. Sure. And and so, yeah. If Trump if, had some positions from else, day if, one. If Beto exploded, that's a good Trump point. was controversial. Held. Trump was controversial because he had strong positions on day one mm-hmm. about NAFTA, obviously about immigration. Right. That's strong what, to the point of being like off-putting people, that early in the process. People still quote his initial speech there at the bottom of the escalator. That's a great that's point. the opposite of Beto. Right. Right. But Beto could... Uh, lead us to the enjoyment of seeing the mainstream media looking like idiots again. So that would be fun. I was surprised. So I think Beto's over. Although well, he's got a ton of money, that's got to make him think, oh, people love me. God, if he can, well, because he... is a great test case. It is. The, the vacuous, the really empty is. suit that is Beto. How far can he go? Supported by the winds of cable news and... Various to, uh, you know, half-wits. <laughs> and, and lots oh, and lots of money. Well, he raised zillion, well, $6.2 million in the in the weekend after he announced. Lots of small donations from people who disagree with you, you elitist. He raised, had to take uh, he raised more money than Bernie, and Bernie set a right. new modern record a couple weeks ago. Just because you don't get him in his candidacy doesn't mean it's bad. His candidacy. He's going to bring people together. Have you heard him speak? His I got cool hair and white teeth candidacy? Listen to the hate speech, folks. (laughs) Listen to it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation.
0: Hey uh, Hanson, I got a question for you. Um, we've got the Olivia Jade uh, sound. That's that's that. Uh, like, model, pretty, celebrity, daughter, caught up oh, in the geez. college admissions scandal thing? Oh, my God. Right. So what is the nature of these clips here? Is this her talking? Yeah, it's just her talking. All right, let me hear let me hear I Cut would like 18. to hear her voice, because I, I read over the weekend. Oh, yeah, I've I think seen her... St- I think we had this last week. She's got like a million and a half Twitter followers. She's got a million and a half Instagram followers in which she touts. uh, Well, she's super, super cute. And her mom bribed her way into USC. Exactly. And so she uh, posts all sorts of pictures of her beautiful makeup skills and her shiny long legs and her her swimsuit shots and the rest of it. And the Internet is just so dumb. Um, But uh, anyway, she bribed her way into USC.
2: I'm like excited to go to the school prank, but I'm also literally never at school. And I think my class doesn't even. And maybe they forget I go there.
0: So that's from high school? She didn't even go to school? Okay. Was that college?
2: What was the word? The line is England is my city. I was going to ask if you knew that was from, but I knew you would never know it. Oh, was from. I don't know what England I, If you would have said England is my city, I would say, why did I pay all this money for your education? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Um, so I, I hate the fact the whole bribing people, you know, the, the cheating scandal bothers me. If there, if you can make a gazillion dollars being what she is on Instagram, that's fine. That doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. That's just, it's just the free market. Apparently the free market wants the cute young girl to talk about her makeup. Yes, that is correct. I'm not into it, but that's right. Yeah, I, I'm not condemning it on no, fact, moral terms. And I, doubt I just think you ought to know what the internet really is. <laughs> yeah. And I doubt she's a dummy if she's managed to put that together and get a whole bunch of different clients paying her a lot of money. Well, she's got, like, Kardashian smarts. Yeah. which I means she a... understands how to reach her market, young women and horny males, and oh and how God. to pitch goods to them. Horny males watch that stuff? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's like or young women taking pictures. God, that is so sad. I, I know a you woman. You are so sad and weak and pathetic. I know a young woman who's an Instagram influencer. She has seven figures worth of followers. I think she's yeah over a million, and uh, and she's just got the cart. Nah, I don't want to be harsh because she's really a nice person in person. Um, but she is the overly everything Instagram hottie. I mean, like, everything's enhanced too much, but it looks good on film, I guess. But there are there, um, there are a dozen of those at that mall over there, let alone the millions on the Internet. I mean, how does one stand out? Oh, I know it. I know it. There apparently is a near-unending thirst for that sort of thing. Wow. It's I just have Much never... more than a thirst for this sort of thing I'm, that we're doing, so... I'm as, I'm, <laughs> I'm as into the whole heterosexual thing as I about think you can get, but... I just do not understand the sitting Attaboy, there. Emily, near... high five! <laughs> I just do not understand. Do you sit there on your phone and thumb through those pictures? <clears throat> How much entertainment is that? <laughs> That's I don't, just I don't, sad. I don't... It's do something else with your life. Well, right. I mean, well, listen, listen. I don't want to come off as elitist. <laughs> I'm not bothered by her, but I'm bothered by the people that watch right. her. Right. What should I do, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> the idea that that level of entertainment is what most people want mostly. Oh, my God. Yeah, I find that a little disturbing, honestly. Yes. But, hey, so I kind of checked out of the news over the weekend until Good last night. Oh, it was great. I was cavorting in the mountains with my wife and my dog. Well, I was mostly cavorting with my dog. I'd enjoyed some cavorting with my wife, but, you know, speaking of heterosexuality. Uh, but, so, anyway, I checked out of the news. I hadn't heard... Actually, until this morning, that the dude who rubbed out the mob boss, it wasn't a mob thing. They think, right? Holy cow! So he just—they just, caught the guy. Yeah, twenty-four-year-old dum dum, who who allegedly—who knows? This may not turn out to be true, but he had the hots for one of the mob boss's uh, relatives, and the mob boss told him, "Back off, loser. She got no interest in you." And so he shot him. Did he know who he was messing with? I don't know. I don't know. I have read that the guy's got no chance in prison. There'll be no way to protect him. Yeah, they'd have to put him in prison on Mars. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it it, it would seem to be like a stupid, angry coward story. Like mass shooters or whatever. This guy had a personal beef and he thought, well, my beef, which, and this is why people should get out more and, like, have actual relationships. Dude. Virtually every guy on Earth has had a similar situation. You, you've you got some girl you got your eye on, and her daddy or her uncle or her brother doesn't like you. You know, it, you don't get to shoot people over that. Yeah, my boss was mean to me, or I'm going to get fired. You don't get to shoot people over that either. Stop shooting people. So anyway, yeah, he's, he's just lives with his parents on Staten Island. He's 24 years old. Um, that was uh, just kind of a dope. Am I supposed to be what well, how should I feel about this? He killed somebody that probably is a terrible person. Oh, almost without question. Well, yeah, without question. Yeah. I mean the organized crime that organized crime uh engages in is not like selling a little off the books pot. There's all sorts of horrendous things they do. Yeah. And you know snuffing people and bullying people and the rest of it and so, yeah. I I don't feel that terrible about it. I just I was astounded to hear that it was just a Dumb personal beef. Right. Huh. Oh, hey, I, one more story, apropos of nothing. Marshall, are you familiar with the Flintstone House? Yes. In in Hillsboro, California. Indeed. In Indeed I am. Barria, the Bay Area. Yeah. What's the Flintstone House? It, well, here, take a look. There's a picture right here, and we'll post oh, this Flintstone? story for you at uh, armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah. It looks yeah. like it's built out of concrete. It looks exactly like the yep. Flintstones house from the cartoon. And the backyard is full of giant dinosaur sculptures right. and mastodons. Right. And, and wacky, like, surreal landscape and all. And, and the town and the neighbors are trying to shut it down. Yeah. There's it's a, a highly visible eyesore, out of keeping with community <laughs> standards. Uh, with most communities. There's a
2: sign on the uh, driveway. Except for, you know, bedrock. Yep. Yubba-dubba-doo drive. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? The uh, Boeing uh, voice boxes have been recovered. What investigators have discovered from them? Trump is nicknaming Joe Biden. And coffee curse, or cure-all. This is a must-get-to study.
0: Awesome. Coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Oh, don't, so I think I'll go.
0: Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large. Our long-form interviews available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app.
2: I have the most progressive record of anybody running for the United States. Anybody who would run. What? Uh, I didn't mean-
0: That's Joe Biden almost <laughs> announcing he was running by accident or not thinking about where he is in the process saying in front of a crowd, "I've got the most progressive record of anybody running I mean almost uh, running <laughs> But the crowd cheered. remember you heard it here first doesn't have a chance Well <sighs> I'm wondering as I, as, I, as I read a lot of stuff over the weekend the way uh, I don't know' just it's a different time. Uh,
2: that, well, that's the reason.
0: Okay, uh, pundits were pointing out, and I think they're right, the most important part of that clip was not the ending funny part where he almost says, I'm mm-hmm. running. It's the beginning part. He's going to go with, the, I'm the most progressive person out here. He realizes he's got to get in fast and establish himself. No, I'm ace. I'm not, I'm, I'm not the middle of the road lane. Mm-hmm. I'm the progressive lane. I'm the AOC Bernie lane. That's what he's going to try to establish. I don't think that's going to work. Remember, I'm the guy who was predicting Hillary's defeat because she's such a terrible candidate. Joe, I watched Joe Biden run for president. He was bad at it in his prime. He's going to be worse at it now. He does not have a chance. Save this tape, Hanson. Save it. You play it over and over to humiliate me if he wins (laughs) because he's not going to.
2: Let's get the news out, Marshall Phillips. Well, they've got the audio recordings from the doomed Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302. They were successfully recovered by French authorities over the weekend. Ethiopian authorities said the preliminary data from the black box points to a clear similarity with the Lion aircraft in Indonesia last October.
0: I was reading about the panicked voices of the pilot calling in. Uh, When the plane started doing its up and down thing. What I don't get is you don't have some sort of turn it off button and then you just fly the plane? Do you know the answer to that, Marshall? From what I understand is is if you have proper training, you know to turn it off.
2: Oh, okay. And a lot of the pilots did not get proper training, and that's why they had a closed-door meeting a while back and just were really railing against Boeing. Yeah. I
0: always assumed the whole point of having a driver in a driverless car or a pilot in an automated right. plane was if things go haywire, then you take over. Right, right. But apparently they didn't know how to overcome the system. And Boeing's been working on a, a software update for right, it correct. for since the first crash, which was a couple oh, months ago. Yeah, I race. need to have a big red flashing off button to turn that thing off whenever something goes crazy. And they're thinking, well, we'll have that uh, software update for you I in April. I don't want to be scrolling through a menu and trying to get my mouse to click on the right thing when right. I need to turn off an automated system that's Got going to, reboot. to crash me into the ground. Have you tried turning the plane off and on again? So, uh, hey, listen, here's another aspect of this that nobody's talking about, but I found very, very interesting is the uh, the local authorities took forever to hand off the gear. And yeah. when they did, they handed it to Euro investigators who brought it back to France. And France is a partner, the, the country, one of the subsidizers of Airbus. Yeah. Everybody involved had every motivation in making Boeing look as bad as possible for financial reasons. Uh. Now, I think it's entirely possible that Boeing's at fault. But still, that whole the government uh, nexus with Airbus right. is all a little troubling. E. So there are uh, various comments coming out of the authorities that were clearly designed to badmouth Boeing and boost Airbus because they're on a verge uh, there you know, biddings going on for giant contracts with China and that sort of thing. Interesting. I get that. I also know that Ethiopia is really troubled by this because... Um, they feel like a lot of the world thought they were just starving people living in the desert. Put me on the list of people who thought that, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, "No, we're a you know we're an up and coming functioning country with uh, airlines and cities and cars and computers and this and that." And this, and immediately when people heard this story, they thought, "Who's flying Ethiopian Airlines?" No, it's not us. It's not Ethiopia. Right. This Boeing plane—that's what they're trying to uh, make the point of. Right. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, and I feel like it's been a real setback for them. Which, yeah. yeah. I imagine it has.
2: Meanwhile, it's also being reported that Federal Aviation Administration delegated part of the certification for Boeing seven thirty seven Max eight planes to engineers at Boeing. That's according to a Seattle Times How's your report. Plane.
0: Oh, it's great super. Really well, flies well.
2: Part of what the Boeing engineers were given to certify was the plane's anti-stall system, which is suspected to have potentially been involved in boat crashes.
0: I don't know nothing about nothing, and anybody who listens to this show is perfectly aware of that. Certainly. But I would just I would just assume that the automated system on a plane has a really quick, pull this lever and it's off, and you're flying the plane sort of deal. Uh, it's not clear to me that these pilots knew that was the problem, though. All they yeah. knew is that the plane was uh, oh, the, so the they, stall alarm was going off but when it was going up and down they right. obviously knew there was, oh yeah. So yeah it was going dramatically up and down but they right. thought maybe you know we got a engine problem or, or the stable yeah. uh, what, what right. do you call it in, the, in the tail yeah yeah
2: Democratic Senator Kristen Gillibrand has officially entered the presidential race oh, announcing Wow. She will deliver her first major speech in her home state of New York. The
0: only reason she gets any coverage is cuz she's from New York. Yep. That's the only reason. She's a nothing. She is she is the worst Kind of politics, which is not surprising that she was so close to the Clintons all those years. Right. She just changes her positions at whatever's popular at the time. She's, She's the Beto worst. with ovaries. She's a hat. Anyway, what were you going to say, Marshall?
2: I was just going to play you a heartfelt clip. Oh,
0: please do. her. I can't hear enough. We need of a leader
2: yeah. who makes big, bold, brave choices. Someone who isn't afraid of progress. That's why I'm running for president, and it's why I'm asking you for your support.
0: All right, the fact that she uh, announced to the delight of dozens and raised $75 and has had five Google searches on her, she just, I would not make fun of her for that because, you know, immediate out-of-the-gate popularity is not a credential for the president. God, presidency. no. Old uh, Unpronounceable from South Bend he has got way more intellectually going there. Yeah. And, and nobody's heard of him. Uh, and if they have, they don't know how to say his name. He's but, good. Right, he's, he's only 37. Very, very sharp young man. Amy Klobuchar has got a tenth the name recognition of Bernie. That's a guess. I don't actually right. know what it is. Right. She's a very sharp woman and tough. Um, so I'm not making fun of Kirsten Gillibrand because she's a, a, a dark horse or a, a long shot at this point. I'm making fun of her because she's a dope. And she has nothing. She has nothing to offer America. Nothing. She needs to go away immediately and bring Beto with her.
2: And I want to get to this study because it turns out that coffee could help you fight off prostate cancer. Yes. Researchers
0: hey, in... have a little bit of that sweet stuff right
2: now. Researchers in Japan tested two compounds commonly found in coffee beans on drug-resistant cancer cells and found that they can slow... Or even stop prostate cancer growth. Of course, it causes liver cancer. Oh, they
0: say well, whatever the, or heart disease or something. Alzheimer's.
2: They say that the compounds so far have only been tested on mice, and they're still not totally sure whether they'd have the same effect on humans. I'm but, sure to enjoy a cup of joe in the morning. <laughs> but what? <laughs> but they are. They are Don't very. Don't even ex- put a piece of cheese in front of me before I've had my first <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> If you'll just ignore those mice, the findings (laughs) are published in the medical journal, The Prostate. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Now, that's a medical journal. I you know what it's about. Right. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation.
0: You're not going to get some sort of Vanity Fair-style horse crap about Beto and prostate. You're going to get good, solid prostate information. Do you want some real science? So, this is an interesting new thing. They think a lot of your aging diseases, like Alzheimer's, might be caused by dry skin. There's <sighs> something that happens what? with dry skin yeah. when you get older. It unleashes all kinds of terrible things in your body about you dying or whatever. And uh, are, are and, and you and on the take from like Jergens and the, and the, what's the one I use? I'm going to go put some on, though. Isn't that so, something? I, I've, not, I've not heard this. I missed this. Yeah. Over the weekend, we, no, what You know the hell? preliminary studies—you never know where it's going to go. Now, but is it like, not hard? It's not hard to imagine. Is it literally the dry skin, or is it like you have the tendency toward dried skin, so you're doomed? P- no, people no. with oily skin will live forever. I don't. I don't think that's it. I just think you're drying skin as you get older and everything like that. Wow. It just it oh. signals various things to the brain. Right.
2: Right. And because the skin—it's your largest organ. Yeah, it's your
0: largest organ in the yeah. body, right? And right. it
2: really has an effect. No, no, Unless you're me, but. <laughs> Even though these little these little uh, very compounds, very tiny uh, compounds, because there's so much of your skin, yeah. starts affecting your brain. What the what? Yes, I need to know more about this. Interesting. Can we dig
0: into this and talk about it more? Well, there's no downside to moisturizing. That's <laughs> <No, laughs> the words whatsoever. to live by. <laughs> Truer words, never spoken. You want a little outrage? There need to be more people in jail. This whole build schools, not jails, build schools and jails. Amen to that. We need more people in jail, and I've got the best example coming up. Don't take our word for it. Take the word of every single prosecutor in every town in America. They don't have the cells for the bad guys. It bothers me that we keep talking about the incarceration rate. Yeah, it needs to be higher, because that's how bad people are. Anyway, I got a great example coming up that's, uh, well, it's got some interesting angles to it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation.
0: Public shaming, or as we call it in England, parenting. Thanks to the internet, it has never been easier to pile on a public shaming. In fact, it's now one of America's favorite pastimes.
2: The Wisconsin family's photo shoot's gone viral, and now it's sparking some outrage online.
0: A viral video leads to outrage on Long Island. Now the outrage over another viral video. The outrage machine never seems to rest. As actress Sarah Michelle Gellar found out, some people online are just looking for an excuse to be angry.
2: What did Sarah Michelle Gellar do?
0: I'm already so angry about it. Actually, don't tell me. I just realized I definitely don't care.
1: Yeah, yeah we'd
0: noticed. <laughs> the national pastime is pretending to be outraged. We've noticed. Hey, here's a little life hack for you. I had two things to do during the recent commercial break. One, based on the story that dry skin causes terrible health problems, put on a bunch of hand cream. Second thing I had to do, was open the box and then the wrapper of these groovy new <laughs> breakfast bars I'm going to eat. Do those in the right order. Here's your <laughs> life bag. Be sure to do them in the right order. Man, you have a little lotion on your hand. Like, open in a bottle of water oh. or a bag or something. It'll be quite some time before I enjoy <laughs> that energy bar. Oh, boy. Whoops. So, to the we-need-more-jails-not-less story. This is a particular situation, but... I know these kind of things uh, around where I live. Uh, Different but the same. You'll know what I'm talking about here in a little bit. And this is not a story for the kids to listen to, by the way, if you're listening. NYPD hunting down the subway's sickest pervs. A dozen transit deviants are driving subway sex crimes through the roof with their refusal to stay away. Arrest after arrest, leaving the cops who are tasked with policing the pervs frustrated by the lack of a more permanent solution. Among the rogues' gallery of grinders, gropers, and public masturbators, the most Mm. persistent is a guy named James Hunt on the subway, who has an alleged penchant for touching himself while sucking his thumb in front of riders.
2: Oh, boy.
0: He has a total of 78 arrests, 32 for transit sex crimes, according to sources. Wow. Hunt, 41, has been busted for 26 subway sex crimes within the past decade alone. And as a second high-ranking source source anonymously put it to the New York Post, that's just how many times he's been caught, which is always a good point. Right. Yeah. Then there's this other guy. Sure, if he does that right before his stop and jumps off, you know, got away with it again. Then there's another guy, James Peterson, 46, reputed for exposing himself and rubbing against the uh, butts of unsuspected women and children sometimes, young women. Oh. He's been arrested 22 times, half of them for transit sex crimes. Wow. Um, and there's just no place to put them, and they lowered it to a misdemeanor in the New York area, and they don't feel like they got the jail space, so they just, it's just a revolving door. Right. And this is happening all over the country while this, uh, Fever for lowering incarceration rates, man. We have too many people in prison. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we do. Maybe it's been the law's been unfairly applied along racial lines. Fine. Completely different topic. These two pervo, Pervos and a lot of weirdos across the country need to be in a damn jail. Mm-hmm. What percentage of inmates are in there for drug crimes? I don't have any idea. Uh, positive Sean would be looking that up, but he's off today. He's abandoned us in our hour of need. I don't care about the number. I don't care about the number of people in jail. makes no difference to me. If half of people need to be in jail, then put half the people in jail. If they violate the laws that have been passed, you're right. If they're a danger danger to society. Right, especially that. Uh, This one guy is a level three sex offender. Level three means they're the most likely to be repeat offenders. Gets out over and over again. As one uh, uh, officer said, he gets up in the morning with the idea that he's going to go... Do his purvo thing. That's what he does. Mm. And yet they've got no place to keep him And the way the laws currently are. You just, you know. There's really, and the police say, what's the point of arresting the guy? Well, yeah. Sources say the NYPD is dealing with turnstile justice because the most common subway sex crimes, including forcible touching, persistent sexual abuse, and public lewdness are misdemeanors, meaning the groups are often quickly cut loose to strike again. So you can forcibly touch someone sexually, yank it in front of a couple, a mom and her kid, sure, and it's almost not a crime. Well, yeah. and this is this. Well, effectively, it's not a crime. Even if they find you, you say I'm broke, and there's nowhere to put you in jail. So what do you? It's like having outstanding traffic tickets, I guess. Another unnamed police, uh, someone in law enforcement said, why wouldn't the sanctions go up? Why do we have a woman or kid traumatized for life, perhaps, because we couldn't step in earlier? I mean, that could be a life-changing, you'll-never-forget-it-for-the-rest-of-your-life sort of thing. You're a seven-year-old girl on the subway. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Some guy rubbing up on you? That's disgusting. By the way, in answer to the question, in the year 2000, in the year 2000, it's kind of, kind of uh, aged statistics there, but it was just under a quarter of the inmates in the federal and state prisons of our land were for drug offenses. Okay. Uh, under a quarter. And your point is? Oh, no, I was just thinking if you clear out some of the more dubious war on drugs offenders to make room for people who are actually scary and, and hurt people and steal stuff, then, you know... Wouldn't you think, but of course, guy? you know, how about your, you got your opioid thing? See, and that's the... That's the um, That's the difficulty of these things. If somebody was importing fentanyl, for instance, which kills people all the time, or opioids, people are dying right and left, wouldn't you want extra harsh penalties for those people doing that to discourage it? I think America would vote for that right now. That was what was happening in the crack epidemic. You had people dying uh, all over the place. So it was an effort to stop that. But wouldn't you think a guy who's been arrested, what did I say, 78 times? 32 for transit sex crimes. Thirty-two times he's been arrested. Right, probably done it hundreds of times. Right. I would, I would, I, I'm under the impression, and I would like the world to be this way, that if I'm in a crowded subway car, or you know, whatever your transit is, wherever you are, and I undo my pants and start doing it in front of a Darn. family, mm. you know, there's some severe penalties for that. But apparently, there's not. No, because we have too many Depends people in We have the highest incarceration rate in the world, Joe. Even not more high than, enough. Even more than China. Which is not true. It's just a stupid thing to say, but I hear it regularly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most of our politics is stupid. <laughs> Build more jails. That's what yeah. I'm going to run on. That's amazing, though. Oh, That's, my you got to ship those guys to the Armstrong and Getty uh, detention uh, island. Where, look, again, they'll be treated kindly and their human rights recognized at every turn, but they don't get to live here anymore. You've been sentenced to, you don't get to live here anymore. Right. Off to the island. Shark-infested waters, etc. There's no escaping from... Well, I can't call it The Rock. Why can't you call it The Rock? It's taken. Is it copyrighted? It'd be like, you know, calling myself old blue eyes as a singer. It's just just not cool. Oh, that reminds me. I've got a really interesting uh, music story to tell you. You have a band. Call yourself the King of Pop. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. I was surprised, Nakedly Progressive Radio, NPR this morning, I happened to flip by, and they had a, a Jacko tune as bumper music. Oh, really? Kind of. Sp- so- NPR, Soft on Child Molestation, a, is our headline. A, a downer story, Some his daughter Paris tried to kill herself again, again. over the weekend. Yeah, poor kid is just really troubled. Cle- it would seem to be your cry for help trying to kill herself, because she's done it like five times. Um, but I- I'll bet that documentary didn't help anything. I mean, I'm sure she already had some questions about her dad, but, I mean, everybody has now decided, oh, yeah, he's a full-on child molester, child rapist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That can't be helping her image any. One, nothing strange about your daddy. Thank you, Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton, who said that, will be visiting Sacramento, California today to... Bring racial healing to that troubled city. Something to look forward to for sacramentans. Good question. What happens if you punch the guy yanking it on the subway in front of your daughter? I'll bet you get a higher penalty. Could be. Wow. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
1: iHeart.